0: It's Tuesday, the 5th of July, and it's time to get your grin on with the Greencast here to discuss the world of gaming from the past week. I'm host Ace, and Jeremy is GozaGos.
1: Ahoy, hoy.
0: Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've we've been on and off for a couple of weeks, but it's been a very busy one here at Game Green Towers, so we apologize for that. We will start talking about some Games, I think. What have you been playing, Gus? What, what would you like to talk to us about?
1: I put a considerable considerable amount of time in State of Decay 2. Like, that that's a game I've been eyeing forever, and I saw it was on sale on Steam, so I got it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It it reminded me a, a lot, actually, about uh, it, it it reminded me of Dead Rising a bit, N- not not because of the zombies uh, necessarily. It's just that in Dead Dead Rising you play the game, play through the story, and do all the uh, fighting zombies and whatever, uh, and uh, you get uh, missions popping up, and you have limited amount of time to do them. And it just keeps you busy all the time, and uh, it's similar to that, it's similar in State of the K2. Uh, it, it's just I don't know. There, there's the general gameplay is, is a bit different, but yeah, I I liked how it keeps you busy and keeps you engaged like that.
0: Fair enough. Gives you something to do at least. Mhm. Myself um since Far Cry 5 has hit Game Pass I've jumped into that. I did play it on th- I did play through it on PC and I reviewed the DLC not the main game. Someone else did that for Game Grin. Um I enjoyed some of the DLC more than the others. Basically the Mars one is the only good one <laughs> at the punch but the main game itself is pretty good. It's got a good gameplay loop. I forgot how like vague it is with telling you where to go because it's oh things will show up on your compass and you'll go over to them and yeah but which direction is the stuff so that it shows up on my compass so that I know to go towards it. <laughs> I'm almost through with the first the first area that you unlock. Boss's name is John Yes, sounds about right. The older brother and yes um, I'm enjoying it as I think I just said
1: John sounds like an exciting name for a boss
0: <laughs> Well, it's set in America, so there has to be a John somewhere
1: It's not like if it was dark souls it would be john the 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 ball breaker or something
0: well uh i think following that logic in far cry 5 it would be john the yes man because his whole deal is say yes to confessing your sins i don't know there's a a big uh, religious tone to the game if you haven't played it
1: (laughs) Alright, right i've seen the i seen, like, promotional stuff for that with, like... Yeah, it looked very culty.
0: Oh, super culty. Since I've already played it, it's it's fun to... knowing how the game ends to see things kind of hinted at at the start. Like, you, you, you wouldn't know that the game's going to end how it ends based on what they are saying, but once you know the game ends how it ends... You pick up on the hints, and it's it's very fun.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely that, that's a good thing to have in like plot-driven games. To like when you replay them, you know, to you pick up on some details that that, that you didn't before. I mean,
0: yeah, you know. yeah. But from games that we've played to games that you could play, because itch.io, as we've mentioned a couple times in the past. They've got a couple of charity bundles. I mean, we haven't spoken about these ones in particular because they've recently launched, but there are two going um, ongoing at the moment. The Indie Bundle for Abortion Funds, which has 750-plus items in it, which are games, books, um, t- tabletop RPGs, soundtracks, comics, tools, and miscellaneous. And the worthy of better, stronger together for production. For, sorry, for reproductive rights bundle, which has one hundred and sixty-nine items. They both they're both ten dollars each, and uh, that the second one is mostly games, but there's also some tabletop RPGs. There is some crossover, like there's a couple of games that you'll you'll uh, I think bleed two is one of them that's in both, Um, but in one of them you will get cat lateral damage, and in the other one you'll get cat lateral damage uh, re Yeah, that's how you say that, (laughs) so if you like that game, or you you like the look of that game, I enjoyed it when I reviewed it, not the re one, that was years ago when I reviewed it, then certainly... um, you can't go wrong picking up both of course yeah you won't get 169 169 items you'll get 100 what 60 items depends how many how much crossover there is exactly i didn't do a one to one comparison but the indie board the indie bundle for abortion funds is um, Supporting the National Network for Abortion Funds Collective Power Fund Which moves money directly to abortion funds across 20 plus US states This is, uh, in case you didn't know, because I just started talking about abortion (laughs) In light of the United States Supreme Court's decision to overturn a ruling Which basically threatens to remove access to abortion um, in a, a bunch of states So um, these, this one in particular will help people get to uh, where they need to get to. And the Worthy of Better, Stronger Together for Reproductive Rights. Bundle um, supports the National Organization for Women and the Center for Reproductive Rights. Of course, you may think, well, that doesn't concern me because I'm not American, or I don't have a uterus, or whatever, but I mean, you get some free stuff for a £10 donation to these charities, a $10 donation to these charities, so why not do it?
1: There's usually something for everyone in those packs, like I usually find uh, like a number of Metroidvania games, if you're into those, for example. I mean, I am.
0: Yeah, so I scrolled down both lists. Um, uh, Few hours ago, and saw a lot of uh, visual novels. Um, the indie bundle for abortion funds seems to have a number of demos, and the "Worthy of Better, Stronger Together" for reproductive rights bundle has a, at least one game that comes with a Steam key, whereas the other one doesn't have any Steam codes. So, yeah, you, you have a look at both. What's what's it what's it cost to look?
1: I also, I also found uh, like an uh, adventure puzzle game where you turn into a ghost or something. Uh, that 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 that's that's cool.
0: Yeah, there's some really good stuff. If you are you know bored with the selection of games that's on Steam, then you should check out itch.io. There's some really unique stuff on there. There's a uh, well one of the games that's in one of the bundles is a PlayStation One style horror game, and I, I, there's a, a a Game Boy style fishing game. So, do you,
1: do you know the title of the horror game?
0: uh Actually, there's a couple. I scrolled down a very short way and found two. <laughs> One's Alleyway, and the other is bloody, Blood Bloodwash.
1: Yeah, I've seen actually a resurgence of those during the last few years, and. Yeah, yeah those are interesting like especially if they try to imitate the art style it's, some people call it crusty graphics it's, it's
0: yes it's, it's actually hilarious to me that people will complain oh that looks like a playstation 3 game and there's people out there making playstation 1 <laughs> looking games
1: it feels a bit like I, I i don't know i i didn't follow the trend exactly but when you say retro games you usually think pixel art and now it's like moved on to 3D graphics but crusty 3D graphics.
0: Yeah I've had this conversation a couple of times in the past and like fifteen years and more is is the uh would be the cutoff for that is now retro. So mm-hmm. GameCube is a retro console even though for, for those of us who bought it on launch it doesn't feel like that but speaking of old games ron gilbert has come back with a new monkey island game the series that he helped start with a return to monkey island unfortunately people aren't very happy about how it looks because well i mean i literally just brought up the example of people to Playing, oh, that looks like PlayStation Three gra- graphics. <laughs> so um, Ron Gilbert had a personal blog that he posted up some screenshots and some gameplay, I believe, and the comment section was just full of toxicity. People being horrible about how the game looks and taking uh, and taking it personal, being meaned in personal ways to the development team behind the game so ron gilbert has closed down his blog saying that he's just not going to share anything because well why would you if the only thing people the only thing that people are going to say is we hate this we hate this you suck i want you to die like that's that's harsh no matter how the game looks come on
1: yeah I've I, I seen that, like, on some games' Twitters, uh, the developer will share an update for the game, and, like, a bunch of responses are, like, so fucking mean, like, what? just don't play the game, just don't look at the Twitter. If you're not interested in the game, if you don't like it, just go look at another game. I don't know.
0: There's people saying that they're fans of Monkey Island, which first game came out in 1990. It had a sequel which looked exactly like it, all 8-bit pixely in 1991. And then the next game came along and it was cell shaded cartoon graphics which looked nothing like the original game. And then the next title came along several years later and it also looked nothing like the original game and looked nothing like Curse of Monkey Island with the cartoony graphics. And then the next Monkey Island game comes along several years later and it looks, again, different. So what is your complaint if you don't like the fact that they changed the art style? Why do you like this series? (laughs) Because every single generation they change the art style. Mm. It's uh, the arts uh designer is Rex Crowley who also designed little big planet tear away and knights and bikes um not too familiar with that last one but tear away and little big planet had um, have uh, really um what's the term the, the graphics look very handcrafted like someone's got in the art supply drawer and created these games so monkey return to monkey island looks exactly like something that rex crowley would make
1: yeah it's a bit i it, 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 it's a to- it, it's tough because people like expect once you make something they ex and they like it they expect you to make more of that thing like it's it's annoying somehow doesn't occur to people that creative creatives don't don't want to make the same thing over and over yeah like they want they want to try new things and yeah see how it turns out
0: yeah, they're not being creative if they're just making the same thing over and over again. If if Picasso just kept painting sunflowers, then what, what would he he think of his own work? He'd he'd be bored of painting sunflowers.
1: Seriously, it's and uh, yeah, yeah, people would bring someone up uh, like that and just think that they did a it's the same thing over and over, like I don't know what I'm saying. It's
0: yeah. Personally I like the Monkey Island games for the writing, not for the graphics, which again, eight-bit cartoon style, three D tank controls <laughs> changes every single generation. I played it for the writing because I enjoyed the characters and, and the way they interacted with their world. And and seeing through headed monkeys
1: yeah you, you you'd you think that would be the draw of the genre is the the story uh, and not the graphics i mean
0: you you think people want to play point and click adventure games because they are point and click adventure games no no they want to play them because they are uh i i don't know
1: <laughs> because you point and you click and you interact with objects, and you, you you hear you hear dialogue, and you learn details about the world and stuff like that. Like it doesn't like it. it a certain art style isn't int- integral to that experience.
0: And it's not like they've changed the the game genre either. It's not like Return to Monkey Island is a battle royale. <laughs> Just people being petty. Of course, the games industry have come out against these fans, these toxic fans, um, in full uh, support of Ron Gilbert, um, Neil Druckmann of um, what's he, Naughty Dog. Yeah, um, yeah, a co-president of Naughty Dog um, has come out in support, saying that he's a, a massive fan of Monkey Island from way back. And um, the development de- director for EA, Alex Mann, is um, yeah. Twitter is a a vocal supporter of Ron Gilbert, except for you know these toxic fans because Twitter is just full of toxic people as well, <laughs> unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I, I wish developers did that more, but like it's it's understandable that I I think in Uh, during this whole thing someone mentioned why like this is why we don't engage in fans often because they act this way and yeah yeah, it's like uh, you you probably see developers see uh, other other developers games getting other developers getting shit for some something and they would go to defend them, but it's like, you put a target on yourself by doing that. And like, I I, I would like to, I would like to, I I don't know who, who's uh, listening to the podcast, but I would like to, to say this reminder, people who make video games, are primarily nerds and introverts that you bullied in high school. And they don't, they don't, they don't like to engage. They generally don't like to engage with people. They don't want to like be attacked. They just want to make their art and be left alone. And, you know, please the fans if they can like that's that's the integral part of making a video game. is you make it to someone for someone to enjoy it
0: well said if you are listening to this podcast and you have sent harassing messages or insulting messages directly to creators then stop listening to our podcast
1: or you know just just stop
0: <laughs> i mean yeah if, if you stop and you know apologize then by all means keep listening Um, personally I I can understand that people if you're having a bad day and you see something you disagree with on on the internet you might take to twitter and just don't at people, don't mention people by name. Personally if I'm um, frustrated by something I'll just post something vague and usually I'll schedule it for a couple of days later so that uh, this random annoyance goes up and it's not even the same day that something has annoyed me so no one can pinpoint exactly why or what i'll, I'll do it with the with tv shows and and stuff like i'll, I'll say oh that uh, uh, i i hated that character in that thing and it's like no one knows which character or what thing i was watching or when i was watching it You you can vent your frustrations on Twitter. Just don't vent them at people. Because they are people. Yeah.
1: They are. They have feelings.
0: Someone else who has feelings is Toru Nakahara, the lead producer for the live-action Sonic movies and Sonic Prime TV show. And he's apparently said that the games that Atlus makes... Are filled with high drama, cutting edge style, and compelling characters, and so they want TV shows and movies made of them over there at Sega. Uh, apparently, it's a opportunity to expand the lore like no one has seen or played before. Sega and Atlas are they haven't announced anything. They are looking at the moment to explore their uh, their worlds through new mediums and audiences and they wouldn't be the first people by any means to create a new to create a movie or TV show based on a video game the recent Halo series for instance Um, of course the the Japanese airwaves are filled with TV shows mostly anime but fair few TV shows Based on anime, uh, based on video games, uh, Hikarashi When We Cry um, is is a one that keeps being revisited. It's had several movies and a couple of TV shows. Um, but I wanted to bring to the bring to the table as our main topic: is there a video game that would be impossible to adapt into live action? 'Cause there's always that question, oh, what which game do you want to be created in a, in a live action movie or but no, I thought we'd go the opposite way and which which video game can never ever be a live action thing?
1: So like my my uh my knee jerk reaction is to go to something really abstract like Tetris. <laughs>
0: like I think they they threatened to make a Tetris movie years ago, back when they were saying, "Oh, Battleship and and Clue and oh wait, there was already a Clue movie before that." Um, but yeah, there, there there was a bunch of board games and stuff. I think. Yeah, but, they threatened to do a Tetris one.
1: Yeah, but what do you do with Tetris to like, without like not making it not Tetris? Like, I I, I mean. Do you make it about people trying to fit in with each other? But that's like there's lots of lots of media like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, they, of course it's easy to make into an animated thing. You just make the blocks sentient, or, or it's about a, a moving company that has to pack things in a certain way, and when they're in a straight line, they get teleported to into the truck or something. But yeah, that doesn't really work in a live action setting.
1: I, I just imagined like some stupid, <laughs> like one of those, like you see clips from uh, Japanese game shows, like weird Japanese game shows. And I just imagine people dressed up with like plush uh, Tetris pieces suits. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what games do you think would be impossible to adapt.
0: Well, yeah, that's, I've been. I came up with the idea, but I didn't. Uh, I couldn't think of anything right away. Because well, they they've done Resident Evil. Because I suppose that's a story-driven thing, so it's a bit easier to. Focus into a uh, live action. Um, how, how about uh, World of Warships? Because the the characters in that are the warships. So what you have uh, to uh, your your protagonists would have to be one of the uh, one of the countries, one of the ships, at least on in one of the countries, and it's not really. Um, not real a lot of story there. The, the the crew gets on their warship and they have to defeat the other warships. And um, question mark.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we have to ask the question: How uh, faithful to the source material the movie has to be? Because you can just make Battleship with Rihanna <laughs> <laughs> again, which is which is actually kind of an amazing movie. It's so dumb, it's amazing. There's like a montage of uh, old army vets getting a battleship ready set to ACDC music. So we just look at a bunch of grandpas getting a battleship ready. <laughs> and ACDC is playing to make it seem badass or something. But yeah, I, I don't know. W- World of Warships, if like you want to get it accurate probably you couldn't do live-action thing. Because my mind went to cars. To cars like the Pixar cars. Oh, right. <laughs> and that's not live-action. World of Tanks would get be, be similar, I guess.
0: There's a collectible card game called uh, Token Rambo. It's a free-to-play game. And it has a long uh, t- sorry two produ- separate productions of a long running stage play series, a live action film, and a spin off game. Okay, and that's a collectible card game.
1: <laughs> well, I think I I think uh, like the conclusion I would arrive at is that you can make everything into live action adaptation if you change it enough to like include people.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Tetris would have to include people and World of Warships and World of Tanks in the world of cinematic universe.
1: I think, yeah, people should take the most... like I think people should actually do this stuff, like take most abstract stuff and adapt it into live action and see what comes out. <laughs> because you might end up with Something interesting. I mean, as long as you don't make it something generic, like. Right? But again, if if it's if it's gonna be Tetris, if it's gonna be still Tetris, you have to have the blocks there still. Although now I realize that they could do, uh, pixels. <laughs> oh no! Please don't do it.
0: Power wash simulator, that that, at least currently in early access, has no story to it. It's just you have bought a power wash, uh, a jet washer and a waterproof suit, and people are asking you to wash things. Oh, it'll probably be a Jack Black sitcom comedy thingy, wouldn't it? It it'd mm-hmm. wind wind up with Jack Blackards overpower the jet washer and be flying around the garden.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just like. I'm thinking about it, and I like in the back of my head. I feel like there is an Adam Sandler comedy about that already.
0: <laughs> no, not not Adam Sandler, because it wouldn't involve going to a different country.
1: Right. He
0: he films places he fancies having a holiday.
1: I mean, he could go to like a power power wash people conference in another country.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, then like- then all of his friends could join in because of the conference.
1: Yeah, I think that was the plot of one of the Paul Blart Mal, Malblow Plop movies.
0: It was, actually. Yeah, it's the second one. I only watched it because I was morbidly curious how they could continue the story of the first one. The answer is poorly. But that about brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you for joining me, guys.
1: Thank you for being
0: thank you for listening to the greencast and better yet thank you for subscribing if you found this episode you can find more from us on gamegreen.com finding us on social media or listening to the pals Anime lounge podcast until next time game on